This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Orange and black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. You know what's up, welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up, welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing centering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy, the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Not so many buttons anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I, got, him, I got him here if you really want to go through some buttons. Wow. They're still they're still all right here. I mean, never get that one anymore. No reason for that. <laughs> I mean, I could pull that button in with some of your some of your hot takes. Your yeah, or uh, discre- or uh, if and never we talk about the Orioles offense, you could throw throw that button in there too. Oh no, that's this one. This that's our DJ Stewart button, right? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, no, this is our DJ Stewart. Oh, stop. DJ is no strawberry. Is that the Trey Mancini button today? No, I know. I think it's the the first base umpire is the strawberry. All right. Well, um, all right. Well, here's a button that's totally applicable that we haven't used in a while. When I roll into the, when I stroll into the, when I bounce into the, this goes. Yeah, the Orioles are just started a West Coast trip. Four games starting yeah. off against Oakland. Who is, if we guys remember, they got off to a decent start, you know, this year, partly because they played us. But this offseason, they traded away everyone who cost more than a dollar, everyone notable. Right. right. And if that wasn't bad enough, we just timed it perfectly, a little mini COVID outbreak. <laughs> so a bunch of their players were out. Yeah. So we were playing like the B squad. Of the B squad, and they took three out of four from the Orioles. So that's how our Wild Wild West trip has started. Yeah, but that's all right. We still we get we we get to stay out west. Yeah, things get harder actually for us. Yeah, now. when do they get that, harder? That that was the easy series. Now we go to the Angels. Yeah. 
got a nice old school button here for you. Yeah. That's pretty much Jimmy Dieterding. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I totally forgot that Jimmy, we've got that music just for Jimmy. That was for Jimmy Dieterding. And he lasted about three episodes. Oh, no. I think he was a whole season. I think it was a whole season. He was not a whole season. There's no way. It was. A whole season is, a whole season is like 10 weeks. It was. No, it's more than 10 weeks. It's It'd be 10 like 20 weeks. weeks. Yeah. 22 weeks. Something like that. It was yeah. It was it was more than three weeks. So it was months. I, I I would I would put it over. I would put it for the majority of the season. I don't know. We had to go back and check it out. Well, was that a season that. two? Maybe of section thirty six. Season two or season yeah, three? It was probably, early season. Probably mid season one. Yeah. Maybe season two. We're on season ten now. Yeah. So. Um. So. Can I just get this off my chest? And we and we got on. Start. We got a we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're doing the, the show a little late. Doing it on a Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was away. I was at the Outer Banks. You know when I when I go away, yeah. I always take two things with me. Yeah. Three things. Yeah. My laptop. Yeah. A pair of headphones and a microphone. Right. Because you I, never know when news is going to break with this team. Yeah, I know. And my head was in the right place. Like I was, I was just on my computer a ton before the trip with school and other stuff. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take a mental break from the technology, from the laptop, not from technology, just from the laptop. I'm taking a mental break from the laptop. And then I wasn't thinking about the podcast at all. That's my bad. And then when it was about Monday was about to roll around, I was like, oh crap, I can't do the podcast. I don't have any of my equipment or my laptop. Yeah. That's my bad. I get it. But I'm back now. No problem. Yeah. We could have used your phone, but it would probably wouldn't have been great quality. So yeah. it's probably best that we just. And I wasn't in a good state of mind because it was my kids who don't, you know, who have issues sleeping to begin with. They, they're known to pop on the podcast occasionally sleeping with, you know, three of their cousins. It, it was not a pretty picture in the evening times when I wanted this podcast anyway. Um, but, but. But but no, we're we're here on on Thursday. It's good. We could watch a few more Orioles games. We could see them strike out a few more times to talk about. Can, can I just get off my chest? And I like the, we're live on Facebook, right? And yeah, we we're got, live everywhere. Live so, everywhere. Like, we're live everywhere. Yeah, I'm not just Facebook. I'm just old Facebook, Facebook. Twitter, Twitch. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. A lot of YouTube viewers. Yeah. Parlor. No, not yet. I don't know if Parlor has live streaming. <laughs> and what's the what's Trump's one? The Truth? Yeah, I, I don't know. The thing. Truth either yet. Yeah. Um, but the uh, we have we have the the what we're going to talk about today on the show, kind of in the middle. Um, and I assume Josh will kind of check those off or cross those off as we talk about them. Um, can you do that live? Can you no, cross them off live? It's not an interactive. Not interactive. Thing at this time. Um, highlight the important ones. No, but can we just can I just get this off my chest? The whole Trey Mancini thing. Trey Mancini. Run to first base. It was an error. Um, and then yeah, the whole show thing. he like turned towards second base. Like that's the way he turned. He didn't right. run no, towards second base. No he just towards first base. No, he just turned in that direction, which is a little bit awkward because usually you turn towards the stands. He well, turned was, his body towards second base. It was a little um, and awkward. then ran back to first. It was a little awkward because it looked like he started to turn to the fan to the stands, and then he kind of wanted to see what was going on out there, so he turned over. Yeah, and this brings up like all kinds of rules you don't think about. Like, is it elite? Is it like if if you just turn that way, is that a move? Does that count? Or like if you're on the the inside part of the base path when you turn that way, do those things combined make it a move? It felt like for for going on Twitter it was like almost all of a sudden I was watching an NFL game 
debating what to catch, right? Like exactly. it was was that a football move? Was that a baseball move? Right. And it was something where it's like, <laughs> I, yes, his body turned towards second base, but he also was clearly in like foul territory, slowly walking back. Yeah, and and here's my point. I, I don't care. I don't think it's a big deal to call. We might have won if you know went our way. Whatever. There was also some really bad strikes called in that game, by the way, yeah. too, by the home plate umpire. But but my bigger point is, um, I'm a fan of of having like people as umpires and not just robots everywhere. Yes. I do think some assistance with some technology is great, but I also think humans should kind of, you know, have the final say Okay. At, for this very reason, Josh, where you could have something be like, well, technically his body turned that way and his foot was at a, you know, 70 degree angle. Therefore the robot caught him out. But right. like a human can say, no, he really had no intention of running the second base. He made well, no real move. And I feel like a human should be able to discern that even if, you know, a robot would say his body was pointing at a certain angle, a human can tell kind of what his intention was. And he was never intending to really go to second base. He just ran back to jog back to first. And so I feel like this is an argument on why we still need human umpires in the game. But at the same time, this human umpire blew the call. So maybe not. Well, it's just like, is it the, um, I was trying to look up real quick if it's the AFL or UFL or XFL, one of these like uh, fake football leagues is doing a bit where when the ball crosses the goal line, it lights up. So that way you know if the ball crosses the goal line. Oh, that's kind of cool, yeah. Kind of cool, but it also, it doesn't take into account like if that player's knee hits the ground while crossing, it's still going to light up. Yeah. So it's like there's things that computers would just flag and trigger. Okay, he turned his he looked to second base, therefore he made the turn. But then a human should step in but and a say, human well, let's look say at this. Yeah. This wasn't a real attempt at second base. Yeah. But then some humans are dumb. So but, but at the same time, we've also seen that cheap play before where the guy turns and does the slow walk back to first base. And then when the guy is in pe- first baseman's not paying attention, he runs to second base. Yeah, maybe. You know, that cheap play. So yeah. I get it a little bit. The fact that he was walking slowly, the fact that he was in foul territory, a human should have been able to say it's 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 simple. He shouldn't have been caught out. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I got I got the MLB app up here, and that's the the big story at the top. It's at least, you know what, at least the oh, Orioles really? are finally getting some national it's, attention. It's making national attention? Okay. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I didn't know if that would. I thought, I thought eventually maybe our pitching would get national attention, but yeah. the national attention is did Mancini's make the turn? Yeah. And that's the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, but I think, I mean, the bigger story is we lost three, three out of four to Oakland. Um, I see Antonio in the chat. Josh, does this, we, I see comments here. Does this take comments from all, yeah, all platforms and put yeah, them in here? Yeah, it'll give you a little symbol. It tells you Tony's on Facebook. Yeah, okay. Well, we, it tells you, oh, yeah, I see. Okay. So anyway, and and and, and we're going to get to the Grayson Regan star rotation because I think that's, I think that's a big story. Josh, the, the record four and nine, I went back and looked at our record last year through 13 games. Yeah. And first of all, if you guys recall, last year we, uh, Opened up against Boston and swept Boston. We were three three and zero starting the season. Everyone's like, "Hey, talk about small sample size." Uh, you know, we ended with the worst record in baseball, but we started three and zero by third by thirteen games. We were five and eight. So you know, we went two two and eight after the three and zero start. 
So last year we were five and eight through thirteen games. This year we're four and nine through thirteen games. Um, Josh, we talked before on this podcast about how this feels like the year that things start to change, right? You get the prospects coming up. Like this is yeah. hopefully where the record improves, even if we're not like flirting with five hundred. But the record improves yes. and then continues in the next year. But there's nothing on the team right now to signal that. That's what we were talking about. Like this, no one on this team represents the future. Really, the guy, yeah. the future is, excitement is still coming in May, June, July. Yeah, yeah. This is, and that's why, like, people are like, kind of freaking out. But like, par, like, think about this team. What's your expectations? This is the same exact team as last year. Replace Matt Harvey with Jordan Lyles. Re- re- replace Odor with I whatever bum we had playing second base to start the year. Um, replace, you know, Owens, like, like these, there was no, no one significant on the team this year. I know we have Severino out and Chirinos in, Ben Boom too, but like there's, this is the same team as last year. So why would the results be any different? Right. Well, I think the difference is we didn't expect Mancini and Mullins and Mountcastle to have to play such poorly. We right. expected Hayes to take a step up. Um, I think that's the difference. Is The difference is, and the frustrating thing with that record, is that all these games have been so close without hitting the ball. Like, we should have had a few more wins yeah, with the type of lineup. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're 4-9 and nine so far this year. We're <laughs> three of those wins are on shutouts. <laughs> like, three of the wins, the other team scored no runs. We've only won one game where the other team has actually scored a run. Um, if you look at last year, just comparing to last year, just kind of interesting to compare. Thirteen games, we had scored. We we had scored fifty three runs. We had scored fifty three runs last year. This year, Josh, think about this number. In twenty eight games, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got it backwards. In thirteen games, there we go. We've scored twenty eight runs. Yes, that's you know like how many? A little over you, two a game. Yeah. Well, you know what our biggest number for the season is for a game? What? Four. Yeah. Four runs. That's the most we've scored that's, in a game. Yeah, that's overachieving. Um, and then runs against, we've allowed, and it went up a little bit today, but we've allowed 43 runs um, compared to last year through 13 games when we allowed 65 runs. So 21 runs less, right, in that th- in those 13 games. Um, yet yet what? the run differential is about the same because right. our offense has been so bad. Yeah, our so, offense is so bad that we're still a minus 15 run differential. Yeah, and, and last year was minus twelve to thirteen games. So the record is very similar. The results are very similar. I guess the only surprising, Josh, is what you said is how we got here. Like that the fact that we were at this record because the heart of our lineup has struggled for the most part and our pitching has, has actually pitched us really well, has pitched really well. So it's a little surprising how we got here, but the result itself being four nine should surprise nobody, right? We we are right. where we are supposed to be. And that's the sad part for this pitching staff is this pitching staff has been pitching excellent and they should be getting some national attention because they're pitching so well. They're not getting the attention because you look at the scoreboard and it's, oh, the Orioles are four and nine typical Orioles. Yeah. Not understanding that, not digging into it, that the Orioles are currently the seventh best pitching staff, not just bullpen, but pitching staff in all of baseball right now. Yeah, go go going into today's game. We were second in starting pitching in the American League. Like that's 
We, we, we were first going into the game. It's probably not true anymore. Going into today's game, according to F4, right, Fangraphs War, pitching, we were number one. We were number one in baseball, wins above replacement for our pitching staff. We were the best team in baseball. We were just slightly ahead of the Giants uh, by a small decimal point. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, but, but, but listen, no one draws grand conclusions from 13 games, right? Like, even us, even like I saw someone tweet out, locked on Orioles, the account tweeted out the second Keegan Aiken gave up that three run homer today. Oh, there we go again. This is what we're expecting, right? Like people are waiting. Locked on Orioles is yes. literally waiting. Has a tweet probably is in draft, waiting for Keegan Aiken to fail, right? Because, and 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 with fair, with fair reason, right? Like he has a track record of failure. Jorge Lopez has a track record of failure. <laughs> These right. guys have track records of failure, but for thirteen games, they've been really good. Yeah, and and it's against good teams. I guess the A's were beat up. Before that, it was Yankees. But, before that, but before that, it was the Yankees, the Brewers, the Rays. Those are all good teams. Yep, all, all, the Brewers, Rays, Yankees are all going to be in playoff contention this year. Um, and yeah, and it's we also have to acknowledge it's without John Means. What well, is now? Yeah, I mean, um, we've already gone past his rotation spot. We had to bring in Chris Ellis. Yeah, like um, a thing like losing John well. Means is supposed to blow up that streak, but Chris Ellis pitched well. Yeah, Josh, what it was, first of all, we don't know, right? He's getting a second opinion. Um, you know, people want to whisper about a certain Dan, two, Dan Clark said he's out for the season. Yeah, I mean, he's reported that he will most likely be out for the season. Right, but the report is 60-day DL. Yeah, and he's getting a second opinion. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, a little bit of TJ. That's, I mean, that's what the whispers are. I'm not I'm not going to go there with it. I'm not going to say it until, until we get some confirmation here, but... I mean, it's not good it's not when good. a pitcher hurts his arm and he's out for the year. Yeah. Thankfully, it is 2022 and not 2023. Yeah. Yeah. But then all the questions become the two questions pop to mind. A contract, right? He's not. Well, maybe those people are saying extend John Means. <laughs> maybe this is another reason why you should maybe not extend players. Um, especially I pitchers, mean, especially the second year in a row with a similar in- injury. Well, yeah, he's had this is becoming kind of a recurrent thing for John Means with the injuries. Yeah. Uh, the past three years, he's had well, speaking of uh, recurrent injuries, you see who the Nationals put on the IL today. I did, I did Hunter Harvey. Hunter yeah. Harvey. So yeah. we know a thing or two about recurrent injuries with Hunter Harvey. Yeah, and that's at a different John level Means than John Means, going, though. right? Exactly. Hunter Harvey has a longer track record of these injuries, but let's hope we're not going down the same path. Yeah, how does Josh? How does though? I mean, John, John, John means is our ace. How does that affect for you? How you view the season and the Orioles? Is it for you just kind of next man up? Is this like we need to speed up the Grace Rodriguez, you know, um, debut here because we, we need an ace? Is I, this? I feel a little bit like we're, we're, we're this is a house of cards right now. The starting rotation, yeah. and it's I don't know how long we can keep this up. And it's a house of cards that one man is not going to keep together. Sure. Um, I like. I would love to see the kids. I'd love to see Grayson, DL, Adley. I want to see Gunnar Henderson this year. I want to see Cop Radish. I want to see all these guys up here. But I kind of understand and trust Michael Elias and what he's doing. 
I don't want to see these guys come up and disappoint. I want them to come up when they're ready, when they, this is the next challenge. Because I'm putting a lot on these guys for this organization. And if Adley comes up and sucks, if Grayson Rodriguez comes up and gets shellacked, if Kyle Bradish comes up and gives up eight runs, I don't know if I can take that as an Oriole fan if they're not ready. I need these guys to come up and be ready to play at the major league level. So as much as I say, learn at the big league level, don't bring them up till they're ready. I can't, yeah. I can't take that heartbreak. I got to say a couple, a couple of things here. First of all, I want, before I forget to say this, I saw a lot of people when Jamin's got hurt kind of talking about Mike Elias and, Oh, you should have signed more free agent pitchers. And he it's did. true. He should have signed more free agent pitchers. Not Harvey will be ready soon. Yeah. But we, but we were saying that, Josh, in the w- before Jamie was injured, in the offseason, during spring training, we both came on and said, Michael Elias, what are you doing? You realize your starting pitching staff sucks, and you're going with pretty much the same pitching staff yeah. as you did last year. Like, you need to have – like, the fact that Jamie's got injured is not shocking to me. Like, I, I wasn't blown away shocked. I was disappointed. But, like, players get hurt. The fact that Adley Rutschman is not here to start the season, it's not shocking to me. Players get hurt all the time. The problem is this organization has no depth, and the depth we depth we have, guys like Cod Bradish, we, we don't want to tap into. And the second thing, so like, yes, everyone decrying that Michael Lass should have signed more, more, more starting pitching. Yes, but don't decry it three weeks into the season. Decry it when we, you and I did, Josh, during the offseason when they weren't doing it. And they right. should have been doing it. That's the time to do something about right. it. Right. Um, it's easy in hindsight to say. We were saying at the time, listen, you need to add another starting pitcher. I think but, we can get Jake Arrieta out of retirement. <laughs> um, I take him over what we got. But but the the other point is about the young prospects. I'm calling a little bit of BS on this idea of waiting till they're ready. You're telling me, and I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the case. If this is, if Grace Rodriguez was at the same stage as in his development, the same exact stage in his development as he is right at this moment. Yeah. But it's it's August, and or it's July, and we're contending for a wild card spot. Oh, he's coming up. He would be here. Yeah. He would be yeah. here. Remember? So it is about develop, but it's also is about like we're not trying to compete. That's yeah. also why they're not here. It's or, not just about development. I'm remember, sorry, it's not. Remember 2020, the shortened season, where Mike Elias uh, made that comment about, hey, if we're in it for the postseason, Adley will be up here. Yeah. And then the Orioles started playing well, and we started having the conversation. Yeah. Like, is this going to burn him? Because Adley's not ready to be up here. But he, the Orioles might make it to – might have a chance. Yeah, and did was there an amazing development that happened? Because No, it's just – if you're competitive, you're going to promote these guys faster because they're better than what you have. But the fact that we're not trying to win is the reason that, you know, we're keeping them down so long. So it's not just about development. I, I also got to say is I don't I don't really get it all. I don't, I don't really get it all. Like, I, I go back, and this is not just pitching, but, like, why can't players also develop on the majors, right? Like, here's the thing. We have Odor and Owens on this team right now. They're not going to be here next year, no matter what. They won't be here next year, no matter what. And they're not doing anything this year. Right, and not doing anything this year. So they're they're a waste of space this year, and they'll be gone by next year. But my question is, 
Josh, is Jemai Jones, is Rylan Bannon, are these major league quality infielders? I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever know unless they get a consistent shot to play in the majors. And we do. And after Jones and Bannon, we have another crop, right, of Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg, Adam Hall. And then you get down to even Prada, the the Cuban we signed this past offseason. Like there's a bunch of guys who are higher ranked prospects than Jemine Jones and Bannon. And so it just seems to me, if these guys aren't doing anything, I'd rather th- I'd rather find out if Jones and Bannon are Bannon. anything than uh, to just watch. And Martin, too. Yeah, I'll throw Martin in that category, too. Like, these two guys, Bannon, Martin, and Jones, all right. infielders, I'd rather see them than, than Odor and Owens. And I don't understand why I have to watch Odor and Owens when we can figure out if these young guys, who may yeah. be nothing, right? They may not be ready for the majors. They may never be ready for the majors. But they're older it's, guys. Yeah. They're, they're not 22, right? It's they're right, older right. guys who've been around. Give them a shot. And if it doesn't work out, next year, move on to Gunner and Jordan. Yeah. It's why I like Urias and um, Mateo. Mateo. Yeah. yeah. In this interview, because that's just, that's exactly what you're doing with them. You're not sure. You think maybe they have a shot at being big leaguers, so you're giving them a chance. Yeah, because they have exciting tools that right. excite you. And so, yeah, let's try it. And Urias and Mateo, you're right. Maybe gone next year, maybe gone in two years, but at least they're getting a shot. Yep. I'm, a, I'm afraid what's going to happen is Bannon and Jones will never get a shot. Because next year, it's going to be the Henderson and Westbrook show. Um, and then the year for that's going to be the Kobe Mayo show and, and guys like Jones and, and Bannon never got their shot to really have consistent playing time at the majors. Well, if, and I if, think it's a darn shame. If Chris Owens and Rogador continue to play this poorly, they're going to have to yank them. I think this road trip might be, might be the, the last chance for these guys. Cause I, I, mean, I, I get, I get, I hope I, hope, I but, but remember how long, how long prospect across remember the how long Franco hung on last year. I get it, but and but I also like I get not wanting to f- take your prospect and fly him all the way out to California, if you can just wait three more days and then you can bring him to New York. Yeah, but these aren't like, I yeah not, I agree, but these aren't I'm like not, top I'm prospects, not, right? Like these aren't. No, but um, still, you don't want to have to like arrange a flight for one guy to come out and join you when you've got guys there that can are capable fine. bodies. That's fine. I just. I get torn on this, and I've talked about this on Birdland tonight a bunch. I get torn on Mike Elias and what he wants from this season because it's really easy to say Mike Elias doesn't care about this season, that he cares about the future, about the prospects, but then you'll catch him behind the plate in the ninth inning of a game watching the Orioles lose. Yes. yes. So, he's, so he's, he cares. I he think, yeah, care, I think he cares awful lot. If yeah. he didn't care about this season – if all he cared about was his prospects, you wouldn't catch him at Camden Yards. And, he, and he's such a tease with the quotes too, right? Like he says, he talks about yeah. being ahead of schedule. And he talks about guys appearing in the majors before we even think they'll appear, right? He keeps on teasing us like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I did enjoy this week the uh, Chapman of the Yankees, who makes $38 million a year. <laughs> Walking yeah. in the Orioles for us to win as a team that makes thirty-seven seven million. Yeah, that I was that was so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it was, that as far as our that track. whole series of Yankee Spanky was fun to yeah. it was fun to happen. I hope we do have a lot more of that in the season. Um we can't beat Tampa, but let's let's take it to the Yankees. But the other guy kind of falls in that category, and this goes back to John I mean, Zyel, 
the guy that makes sense is, and I feel like a little bit we're hyping this guy up too much because he's not a top prospect. He's a guy we got back, I think, in the Bundy trade. Just, a, I think, what's a good solid start, starting pitcher, and that's Cobb Radish. And he's older. And that's the other thing I think sometimes we forget. I, I put a tweet out there, you know, the other day saying, Cobb Radish is not the same as Greg Rodriguez. We've got to stop kind of equating the two. They're different situations. Cobb Radish is on the 40-man. Cobb Radish is a lot older. Cobb Radish has more experience pitching at AAA than Grace Rodriguez does, who just made it to Grace Rodriguez, uh, right. who just made it to AAA start this year. By the way, that tweet blew up. Got over 200 likes. I don't want to brag. <laughs> over 200 likes. Uh, but then there was... Radish we got from the Dylan Bundy trade. Okay. But then there was some, um, you know, disagreement with my tweet, which happens when you get so much, you know, so, so much interaction. But, uh, but I, I don't like... I'm not debating you on Twitter. I'm not debating anybody on Twitter because I can't do it. I don't... I don't I don't, I don't believe that's a way to have a real conversation, and I can't argue with people on Twitter. Um, talk about it in person. I, I think that's just, I think, how my mind works. I can't debate on Twitter. Too much is lost in the interaction. But anyway, one of the things was, like, Cobb Radish and Grace Briggs were drafted in the same year. So this is just how development goes for both those players. Yeah. But I want to point out, I mean, we see freaking Bobby Witt Jr., um, already there with 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 Kansas City but at 21. Fair, Adley would have been here if he didn't get hurt. I firmly believe Adley, Adley would have been here opening day if he didn't get hurt. But my point is, every single prospect is unique. Like, M- Manny was brought up really early and had a bunch of success, right? Like, Josh, according to Mike Elias, hold on, Manny, Manny was brought up early. Yes. Manny was brought up early. Earlier than he was ready because we were a team that was playoff bound. And we needed strong defense. Our, our weakness that season was third base. Yes. And we knew Manny could at least defensively hang, handle it. So we brought him up early. Right, Josh. We brought him up early. And because you bring up a prospect early, it ruins their development. And Manny Machado never turned into a good baseball player because you brought him up early. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not what happened. Manny Machado turned into be one of the best baseball players in baseball, even though we brought him up early. Right, like bringing up a guy early, it's not going to ruin every guy's career. I know we always want to talk about guys who were maybe hurt by being brought up too early, but like every prospect is different, right? Like some players you can bring up at nineteen, yeah. some players you don't make their parents to twenty four and twenty five. So I think like, but that's what I'm saying. And the Manny thing was pushed on because of the team. There's nothing they knew that if we could solidify third base defensively. We can get to those playoffs. Bringing in a starting pitcher at this point for the Orioles is not going to get us into the playoffs. No, it's not. And so there's no, I agree, there's no necessity. But I also think maybe you also wonder about this, Josh. What happens is with hitters, you see this all the time, where they have a lot of success right, right away. Yep. And then pitchers adjust. We're seeing that with Mateo. They're talking about today on the broadcast with, with Jorge Mateo, who got off to a hot start. He's seen nothing but off-speed pitches now because he hits fastballs well. Yeah. He doesn't hit off-speed. And so, he's gonna, and so it's going to happen to these, these players. The league will adjust. And, right. so par, and so part of me is like, I want this year for the league to adjust so he and then them that. to be able to make the adjustment to the league's right. adjustment and next year kind of hit the ground running. And that's, yeah, and that's a different argument. That's the argument of letting them develop at the major league level because development doesn't matter. And that's yes. what that's what you and I argued for a lot this off season. If this season really doesn't matter, then develop at this level. Yeah, I mean, just look at our bullpen, Josh. 
every player is like constantly throughout their career right. in a state of development. It's not like you graduate I, from AAA and you are the player you are. That's not yeah, how it works. But You're I also always growing. How many Oriole pitchers we saw come up and struggle at the major league level and then never get it put together? How yeah. much does coming up and and struggling at that level immediately does that hurt? Yeah, I mean, you go back to cases like Kevin Gossman. Or Jake Arrieta, guys who figured out later in his career, and you wonder if we treat right. him differently. I mean, we did a lot of yo-yoing with Kevin Gossman, right? And th- and now he figured it out late later. Well, if we treated him right and developed him right, I would he have success more more right. with, with us more than? I don't than... have an example in the two thousands, like at post two thousand. I don't have an example of the Orioles bringing someone up early and letting them develop. And they turn and it turns out okay. Well, I think we, offensively, I felt Ooh. like Marcakis. Marcakis was run up young, struggled early, batted two hundred, but then was okay. always, but but then figured it out. I think we talked about Machado was brought up really early. Okay. Um, I guess, kinda, I kinda guess figured it out a little bit of that with Mountcastle, where sure. we said uh, we brought him up a little early because the bat played. Yeah, and we, and we knew he wasn't there. great defensively. He had right. a high strikeout rate, but we but said, the, you know what? Right, the bat's there. Let's see what it can do. Let's see if it translates. So I, I'll give Mount Castle as my example. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't know. Like with the top prospects, I'm kind of like with your, with your Grace Rodriguez and they, with your Adley Rutschman. Because we can't afford them to fail. I, I, I'll give Mike Elias like do your thing. I trust you. Take your time. But with guys, Cobb Bradish turns 26 later this year. Bring him up. Like, come on! What 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 are we waiting for? Even yeah. if he struggles a little bit, he can learn in the majors. He can continue to grow in the majors. Um, you, you don't have your whole franchise staked on. And jo- same with Jemai Jones and Bannon, who I think are like a, oh, all are, those guys. They're gonna lose. And Martin, them. you're 100 right. Martin, just 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 let him try. I mean, it's better than watching, and it's more entertaining than watching Owens and, and Odor. And they at least have the chance to be part of the future. Where those guys yeah. don't, I just don't really understand that part of Elias. But. With the big names, I get it. Take your time, whatever. All right, that's our John Means IL talk. Oh, is that is that what that <laughs> cross out now? Cross out. Yeah, yeah. Cross that out. Here. Cross that yeah, out. Yeah. Um. I don't know where, where you want to go next. The I mean, we talked a lot about prospects. You want to talk a little bit about? Do we? Uh, do we want down to on talk the farm? About, did we cover the offensive woes? <laughs> or uh, I mean. How uh, real quick with the off, we covered the fact that this team sucks at the plate. How do you fix this, Josh? Here's the thing: we are dead last in baseball in runs in 28. Yeah. I mentioned that in 13 games. The other stat we're dead last in is um, home runs. I mean, we have Mancini, we have Mountcastle, we have Mullins, Santander. Like right. we have some power hitting guys. I I I, I did not expect we would lead the league in home runs. But we have some power hitting guys. Josh, do you know how many home runs we had this year? I give you a hint. We you can count it in on one hand. I was gonna say three. Four. Because four home runs. Four home runs, which is good enough for last in baseball. (laughs) Last in baseball at four. Um, our batting average this season. Our right. batting Mullins, average. Mullins has two. Mountcastle has one. Santander has one. Forgot about yeah. it. Santander got one in Tampa. Yeah. Our batting average is 207. And you know what's wild to me, Josh? <laughs> Our batting average is 207. 
And there are five teams, actually, that have a worse batting average than we do. The Royals, <laughs> Twins, Astros, Reds, and Diamondbacks. All right. All so have batting average worse than 207. So it could be worse. We're not. Yeah. yeah it's not the greatest average in the league, but we're not the worst either. Yeah. And uh, how about the fact that every time a runner gets on second or third base, we can't do anything with it. We're now 13 for uh, 13 for 100 and 107 for runners in scoring position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the batting average overall is bad. The runners in scoring position is is oh, obviously, yeah. obviously atrocious. We and this is partly related. We lead we league the lead the league in strikeouts. Yeah. At 134 strikeouts so far in 13 games. Hundred think about that. 134 strikeouts in 13 games, guys. Yeah. What are we even talking about here? We lost a one a one run game last week where we had the bases loaded in what the eighth? And yeah, bases loaded in the eighth, three strikeouts. Yeah. To end it. If if there's any encouraging sign on offense, we do have forty nine walks in thirteen games, which is good enough for sixth in baseball. So, like, we're walking near the top of the league. Our own base percentage is not that bad. But, I mean, the runs scored and the home runs, the lack of home runs, the lack of runs scored, the runners in scoring position, the strikeouts, all those are leading to to these offensive woes. And some of it is like, I was listening to someone, I was listening to a betting podcast, and they were talking about, how much can you take out of spring training? And like, how much can, like with the NBA, like there was this guy who thinks he found a, found a good betting angle in the NBA. You look at what they do in the preseason and often teams who play well in the preseason, you know, do better than they're projected. Um, and likewise, the teams who do okay. worse. And he said, it doesn't translate that in major league. Like you can't draw conclusions about a team from spring for training. Baseball. Right. But you can do it, he said, with individual performances. Like, if you look at spring training performances individually, they are sometimes indicative of what happens in a regular season. But we hit the ball better in spring than we did now. I know, but you know who didn't? Cedric Mullins. He was really bad during spring. Yeah. And we thought, okay, it's just spring training. But now the season started, and Cedric Mullins still is not very good offensively. Yeah, he's about um, 196. Yeah, so... He does, have That's concerning. he does have half of our home runs, though. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at kind of other stats that are kind of, if you look at kind of the sabermetric stats, there are some, like, encouraging stats if you look are, at sabermetrics. one of these Mancini's hitting the ball hard type guys? He's not getting on, but he's barreling that ball. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, like, dumb stats, like um, swinging in the sweet spot, whatever that means. Yeah, so, yep. Um, last year, I think our highest guy was Ryan Mountcastle at like 35%. Okay. This, this year, Jorge Mateo, sweet spot hits 64%. So he's kind of, um, it's kind of phenomenal how many, how many kind of, uh, sweet spot hits he's had, how many line drives he's had. And then always hasn't added up to, to, um, to, to success. And for, but, but he's hitting the ball in the sweet spot and same with Trey Mancini. Right, he's hit the ball in the sweet spot forty-eight percent of the time, and Ryan Mountcastle forty-one percent of the time. So all those are kind of well above last year. Um, and you look at things like average exit velocity. You know, Trey Mancini ninety-one point five average exit velocity, which is second on the team. 
So that number is encouraging. He has 18 hits, which leads the team. Hard hit balls at 95 miles per hour or more. Um, so if you look at some of these, you know, these nerd stats, it does point to maybe, you know, these guys are hitting the ball better than is showing up. Um, but you know who's not on the top of, the, of a lot of these nerd charts is Cedric Mullins. It's not true for him. But for guys like Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle, um, and Santander Dare has been great with the walks this year. He's been good at that. Split discipline. He has some good at-bats today, too. Um, he sees a lot of balls every up. I've been really impressed with Santander offensively and Mateo. Those have been the for me the only kind of two positive kind of lights in this terrible, dreadful, dark offense is Santander and, and Mateo. But again, I think it'll turn around. I think Trey Mancini is a good baseball player, and I'll start hitting. I I think the same is true for Cedric Mullins too, and Austin right. Hayes. I think these guys will start hitting. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. And also, Josh, across the league, right? Like home runs are down across yeah. baseball. I don't know if this new humidifier humidifier they have or the short and spring training, whatever. Like home runs are down. Yeah. Offense is down. Or it's the colder weather. It's always colder down, weather though, because of the colder weather as well. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so all those are factors. Yeah. The question, the, the frustrating thing is that you know, well, you have a feeling that when the bats warm up is when the pitch is going to be worn out. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, looking towards the future, if we're, we don't care about winning this year, and I don't think we do. No, and we don't. I, most of this pitching staff, we don't count on for the future. Yeah, but I do count on Cedric Mullins for the future. Yes, I, I do count on Ryan Mountcastle and Austin Hayes for the future. Right, like these are key future pieces who we need for this team to be successful. Um, and right. so, and so that's, but it, it's thirteen games. So I, I'm not concerned. Because it's 13 games. I, I don't think we can draw conclusions about Austin Hayes and Ryan Mancastle and Sister Mullins' major league career based on 13 games. I agree. Right. Offensive woes. It'll, it, it'll get better. It'll get better. All it right. probably will not lead to more wins because you're right up with the pitching. It won't lead to more wins, but it'll get better. All right. Does uh, getting rid of DJ Stewart help it get better? Well, it's, uh, I don't think it really hurts it. Oh. Um, where, do when do we find out about the future of DJ Stewart anyway? What, where is DJ Stewart DFA'd. right now? He got DFA'd, but he right. hasn't been picked up by anyone yet. So I would, I assume that means he's going to stay in the Orioles organization. Right. There's a couple options, right? Like he could get, like, I think you have a certain number of days to trade him if you want to trade him. Like if multiple teams show interest, you could trade him. If no one shows interest, he can clear waivers and he can go back to AAA. Um, just not on your forty men anymore, right? Or or any team can pick him up. I, I mean, I would imagine he's he's a former first round pick, kind of like Hunter Harvey, except just not injuries, just more underperforming. Right. Um, I would imagine a, that's the kind of guy that's a team. Like if Dan Duquette was out there somewhere, Dan Duquette would definitely pick up DJ Stewart if Dan Duquette was on a different team. Um, right. like former first round, showed some talent. So I would think he'd get picked up by an, a, another team. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind if he stayed with the, within the organization. I like DJ Stewart. Yeah, I'd like to see him put it together. But I feel like he we've he's a guy that last year we said he had to prove it or he's out. Yeah. So I kind of didn't understand why he was back this year when he didn't prove it. But, um, yeah, he's been – yeah, he could clear waivers and stay. But, yeah, he was yesterday DFA'd. So I guess there's a couple of days for him to get through waivers. Yep. Yep, so so we'll see where his future remains, but it's it's very likely that he plays the last game 
Which I'll tell you, a couple days. We wish him nothing but the best. A couple of days doesn't make sense. It should be like 24 hours because there's 32 teams. Like, aren't you going to look? Well, oh, do I want them? I think part of the deal is you're giving the team an opportunity to work out a trade if you wanted to work out a trade. If there was like gotcha. multi, a, a lot of interest, right? If someone higher up, wants which something, yeah, I have a hard time imagining there's higher interest, right? So he'll clear. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Nor do I. Nor do I. Maybe it's something we'll learn about. Yep. Um, we All talked right. about what was the offense. Yeah, my we didn't. Talk down on the farms yet. Where the minor leagues, Norfolk, Bowie, and Aberdeen, when I looked yesterday, they're all in first place in their division. Yep. Everyone went about the Shorebirds. Shorebirds Shorebirds letting us down with not the first place. But all the organizations are in first place. Yeah, it's like we – I wonder if we have the top farm system or something playing like that. It's almost like we do. Um, I mean, you can – we talked a little about individual guys – Certain Grayson Rodriguez has been dominant. Cobb Bradish looked great. Um, I'm actually going to the Bay Sox games tomorrow. I'm planning on it. Going to the Bay Sox game tomorrow. That'd be my tomorrow. Oh, young. I think the guy who was just on Brandon. No, I don't know. Is young. Young. I think he was just on the On the Verge podcast. This uh, pitcher, young. Um. Anyway, I don't know much about him. Uh, I'll be prepared oh. with a full scouting report when we get back. When, oh, uh, you're going for Mystery Bobblehead Day. I am going for Mystery Bobblehead Day. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, yes. that's more than seeing Brandon Young start, um, I'm mystery going bobblehead. for Mystery Bobblehead. Oh, yeah. I want a Mystery Bobblehead. <clears throat> but I also want to see this offense because the offense at Bowie looks kind of special. I mean, you got Hudson Haskins, former um, – 2020 second round pick, I think, has an OPS of 1.56, something silly. Jordan Westberg has an OBP of 1.081. I mean, you're also seeing Gunnar Henderson on that team. So there's just a lot of big name hitters on that team that I'm looking forward to watching at Bowie. Um, But yeah, um, I I, I think, yeah, go ahead. When you go to Bay Sox games, do you guys stay for the whole game? Uh, it depends. Usually not because I'm taking my, right. you know, four-year-old. Right. So usually we, we go probably well, seven innings. Okay. Tomorrow is kids run the bases after the game. Oh, really? So I wasn't sure if you would stick All around right. Silas to do that or if it gets too late. Yeah, I always feel it out, how cranky he gets, how bored he gets. Um, so I kind of feel it out. Feel it out tomorrow. Um, but, but, yeah, I think overall, listen, we still don't know where Adley Rushman is. But no, 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 he's an extended spring. We do know. Okay. That. Okay. I, I would like to see Adley Rutschman get some minor league at bats. Because the sooner he gets minor league at bats, even if he can't catch yet, the sooner he can get up to the majors. But whatever, fine, extending spring training. Hanging out with DL Hall, right? They're guys having a good time. Um 12 when... hours ago. Orioles prospect Adley Rutschman is due to return to game action very soon, according to Michael Elias. Oh, very soon is crap. Give me a real date. Yeah, what is that? That could be anything. Yep. Rushman's rehab is at extended spring training in Sarasota, and it's going smoothly, according to Michael Elias. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a guy, and I don't know how much we want to get into this, but Grayson Rodriguez, his pitch count has kind of increased every single game. That's something I look for. I look for kind of pitch count. I assume, here's my thinking with Cobb Bradish. I assume they just want him to get to the point where he can 
go out there and throw, you know, 100 pitches if he needs to throw 100 pitches. Um, Cobb Bradish actually starts tomorrow for Nor- Norfolk. And I'm just, I'm really curious to see um, how many pitches he throws and if this is his last start. Like, I think Cobb Radish, it's in single digits, the number of starts he has left with, with Norfolk. And so it's, I'm curious to see how he, I mean, so far he's thrown nine innings, four innings, first start, five innings, then the next start. He's had nine strikeouts, only given up one run. I mean, if you look at his career in the minors, he's already thrown 210 innings in the minors, 260 strikeouts. So he's been really good throughout his career um, and took it up in uh, the next level last year. And this year, just can, can continue with that. So I hope it, it's just some to watch Birdland tomorrow. Cobb Bradish starts for Norfolk and maybe he has a great start and he gets the, and gets the call up hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, and as far as other players, like I think I always look at Norfolk because I feel like they're they're the closest right to making the jump, right? Like um, I think when 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 I, when I look at game scores, like I'm interested to see what Colby Mayo is doing for Aberdeen, and that's a really interesting offense with Norby and stuff and and, and Kowser, um at at Aberdeen, but they aren't coming to the majors anytime soon. But when, when when I look at Norfolk, I see Jemai Jones, Nevin, Bannon is batting three forty. Like Bannon's interesting to me. Is he going to make an appearance here? Um, uh, Richie Martin's batting over three hundred at Norfolk. Well, you know when he's when is he going to get the call up? So some of these guys are real close. And have you, you paid hope for they... MILB TV yet? No. You want some minor leaders? No, I don't like the. No, I paid for it last I year. I can't get into it. And into the, cameras, the bad camera, camera angles sucked, and it was blurry. And, and the announcing, yeah, I can't get into it all. Exactly. I I'll, go to, I'll go to some games and, you know, follow right. on The Verge. and I'll do the same. I check every box car. The I box check the box car every night and stick with that. But, yeah, I don't anticipate any moves being made kind of this week with any of these young guys. If anyone, I think it's Cobb Bradish maybe for his next start. Um, but again, like if Chris Ellis continues to pitch well, and if Watkins, Watkins look good too. His fastball is throwing a little couple miles per hour faster. Watkins look good too. So like, I don't know where, where, where does Cobb Radish fit in this rotation? If, if Ellis and Wallace and Zimmerman are pitching well, um, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, Wells is, yeah. is that, I don't, I don't know. Is, is, is his spot not permanent? Like who, who do you, do you wait for when these guys to struggle? Cause certainly one guy will struggle. Um, more than one will struggle. Multiple pitchers will struggle. Do you just keep Cobb Radish down there until a guy starts to struggle and then pull pull the move? It's kind of weird to say, but even all these starters are pitching pretty decently now. So if you even want to bring up a Cobb Radish, who does he who does he replace? I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, but I think all these guys, anyone who's in the starting rotation now could easily move into a long relief role. Yep. Like none of these guys are locked in as rele- as starters. They're starters because we got no one else. Yep, yep. I have no problem moving Wells or or, or Ellis to that you know yeah. long, long reliever role. Replace Lakins, please. Um, yeah. Right. Totally agree. Any other Orioles news? I did write down about Birdland members because I think the Orioles are finally doing something good for the Birdland members. I don't know if you saw this. We got an email this week. Um, it was actually pointed out to me first by a listener, and then I found the email. 
that about the new Birdland Members Clubhouse over at Camden Yards. Have you read about this? No. When you go no, to the Oriole game, yeah. you know how years ago they gave us those lanyards? Yeah, that's and, and I, I heard I heard a, a commercial today. They were advertising on the game. You could try being a Birdland member for a day, yeah. and you get all these perks. And I was like, I think I'm a Birdland member. Yes. Right? But I have no perks. Am I missing out on perks? No. Here's the perks are if you wear that badge thing, you get twenty percent off. Like that badge uh, from three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that badge is. Right. Well, then I guess you okay. share your phone, and if you're a Birdland member, you get you get twenty percent off or something. We're, st- we're still doing that same badge from three years ago. I don't know. You'd have to check. Maybe a new badge came to Dad's house. Okay. But what they added a new thing, which is on the first base side of the club level. It's an all new space called the Birdland Members Clubhouse. Here's why you want to know about this. And you got to find your old badge. So if you go here up to two hours after the first pitch, so 9.05 if it's a 7.05 start, the space uh, will give you free popcorn and free soda. So you can go there, get popcorn, get soda, take it back to your seat. Is that a joke? (laughs) No, that's a real thing. Free popcorn, free soda. That sounds like a joke. That's oh, also okay. Fellow members grab complimentary water, soda, or popcorn up to two hours after it's served. Don't worry, there's also a full service cash bar there, which might be what they're trying to get you to go to. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's the for Oriole fans. Hey, you can't. You can bring in your own food as long as it fits in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. And you can go to this thing and get free popcorn. And I did. When I went to opening day, I brought in my own food in a big Ziploc bag. Did you fit a, a, a sub into a, a Wawa sub into that Ziploc bag? I had a couple of peanut butter jelly sandwiches, an applesauce, um, a couple of granola bars. Um, so it, it, it got the job done. Got the job done. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's cute. It seems like a weird thing to do, popcorn and soda. Weird. And it's weird spot to put it at, at the club level. You know how hard it is and a pain to get it to, at the club level? Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know how to show I'm a member. I don't even know how to even show I'm a member. Oh, so no, it, I, says, it look, says right here in the article. How do I show I'm a member? Do you I just announce I am a member? Taking the escalator just inside a kid's corner. I know how to get to the club into level. the clubhouse. Show your digital membership card located in the MLB ballpark app. All right. As you enter the club level. Yeah. Oh. Good luck getting dad to show that to somebody. Okay. No, I, I, I couldn't give him to share a ticket with me online. Like, I had to literally take a picture of the ticket on his phone for me to even get it. I'm trying um, to. So. I'm trying. Yeah. There's no membership card on here. There's no membership card. No. No. Birdland, oh, Birdland Members Portal. Digital membership card. Oh, there is one on there. There is one on there. Hold on. It's okay. been. I'm just telling you right now. Oh, I have to log in. Our dad will never find that membership card. Hold on. Let me try to log in. Uh, is this my password? Do, 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 do. Let me do, Josh. All this is digital. You have to go through the ballpark app. Baseball is generally watched by an older generation of fans. And it seems like a lot of this stuff is geared towards younger fans, whether it's Games only on Apple TV, or whether it's digital only tickets. I'm not sure about all this technology. I got, I got the card right. I got the card right here. All right. Can somehow you give that to me? Yeah, I'll send it to you uh, somehow. I think I can take you a screenshot. 
It has like QR codes and numbers all over it, so I don't think I should show it on the camera. Yeah, for someone else takes a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how I spend these reward points. How many no, reward you're... points do I have? Fourteen fifty. Okay, I, I think they belong to your father more than you. They're all <laughs> being honest here. It says we have fourteen fifty reward points, but the cheapest thing is fifteen hundred reward points. How Isn't do you get more rewards? reward points? Oh, here's the cheaper stuff. All right, would you like any of this? Watch bat and practice on the field. Uh, put a birthday on a scoreboard. A no. appreciation picnic. A, uh, let's see. Oh, you can deliver the game ball if you had more points. All right, I'll work and get more points. Oh, you can, if you had more, you could get a parking pass. You can that's that's what I would probably want more than anything. Give me a, a B C and, right. and not an F parking spot. Right. I don't I, I'd rather have no parking pass than an F parking spot. All Give right. me a B C parking spot. Give me a spot. favor. Don't yeah. tell dad about these points. Okay. Because I'm gonna be using these points to get this nice Cedric Mullins bobblehead. Okay. No, if if there's any possibility I can get a B C parking lot with dad, I'm gonna save my tokens for that. How about a, boot pal, a, a bobblehead. dumb bobblehead? Nah. Right, listen, Powell, I, you? listen. If I get a Book Powell or a Cedric Mullins mystery bobblehead tomorrow, I'll, I'll mail it your 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 way. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, then maybe I can. Uh, how about a um? How about a vest? Would a vest convince you? Well, I I'm, I you know I've always tried to wear the vest. My wife is a big fan of vests. I've probably owned about six vests over the course of my lifetime. Do you know how many times I've actually worn? A vest, maybe once in my lifetime. Yeah. When does one necessitate the need for just keep my chest warm but let my arms go cold? When does when that situation you know, come up? I don't know the point of the vest. I guess it's so you can have the movement of your arms. Yeah. I think it's um, – what's, uh, what's, the, what's the shirts we have down here in Florida where they just got the thin the pullovers? Straps? No, like the thin straps where it's like a um, – Oh, like a tank top? Like a tank top, but with with thin with the uh, spaghetti straps. With the spaghetti straps, but for men, I don't remember what that's called. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, like a wife beater. Oh Man, no, you I, got one. Like a wife beater, but uh, yeah, I got it. Kelly says it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Um, but but no, and I, I've met like maybe there's a certain style of people who like the vest and could pull it off. I just never felt comfortable personally wearing a vest. Um, it's I really don't understand the point of a vest. No, but I, yeah, listen, I, I, I just figured out, I'm 38 years old. I just figured out like my sense of style. So it just took me a long time. Now I feel like I have a good kind of general uniform things I wear that makes me feel comfortable that I just go with. And, and I feel good about it. It just took me a long time to get here in this point in my life. And then that does not include vests. A tank top is the word I could not think of for what that shirt was called. Oh, tank top? Tank top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't own any tank tops I or any vests anymore. I own one because I'm in Florida. I feel like you gotta wear them. Sure. Yeah. Maybe when I move to Georgia, I'll get a tank top. You know, well, we we haven't talked on the podcast yet that you're moving to Georgia. No. Maybe no, we get this sure thing in another episode. About that yet. I know. We're already up over an hour. We're at an hour. Maybe we'll get to that in another episode. Okay. Because I think we have to have like a whole section after that about like. Being an Orioles fan outside of your hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're preparing to move to Macon, Georgia. And my biggest anxiety with moving 
is not leaving family, not leaving friends, not leaving my job. My biggest anxiety is leaving the Orioles. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about, about it a bunch because so, I've been, yeah. I think I told you when you told me that, I think I told you it doesn't get any better. Yeah. I've been in Florida three years and it's still the same. Yeah. Uh, we got a, we got a new review on over on iTunes this week. We always, Oh, ask good. Give us five stars. Right. Thank review. you. Is it five stars before I say thank you? Oh, five stars. Thank you. It's from Graham. He says his, our, his, the heading is favorite source for O's baseball talk. Matt and Josh, I love the show. The way you guys talk about the O's is how my friends and I might talk about them over a beer. Much more relatable than some sleek manufactured product you get on TV or the radio. There are no O's fans where I live, so it's great to just to get some casual Orioles talk. All right. Josh, you, as a guy who, um, you know, is in charge of the production of this show, do you feel a little slighted at that? Like, unlike a sleek radio production, do you feel like shots have been fired at you? Like a little subtle jab? The quality of our product is excellent. We're always improving. We got the new video layout today, which is, I think, looks awesome and best video layout we've had before and it just keeps getting better we keep talking already about little ways we're going to tweak the screen and stuff so i think we put out a great product i think it's the conversation between you and i is a little more fluid than paul mancino and uh i don't know jeff arnold might have together is paul still the guy on masson i i don't know to be honest i don't know um and he, he did mention a fan of jim palmer ben mcdonald and kevin brown all squeezed in the booth together Love that. Yeah. But we did not talk about the fact that this calling games from Camden Yards when the team's in Oakland sucks big time. Yeah, it's so obvious, and it's so ridiculous, and it's so just um, unnecessary. It's an unnecessary – it's like – It's unprofessional. It's like if you and I fired up Twitch and said, hey, we're going to call the game tonight. It is, and we often joked about it, but we often joked knowing it would be kind of some unprofessional, funny thing to do. And we also said we couldn't do it because our call would be too delayed because we'd yeah. have to wait for the TV to react, and that's what they're doing on Masson. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's it's inexcusable. It's a joke when you're running, you know, when your franchise is worth a billion dollars and you're you're trying to save pennies. It yeah. just makes you look petty totally. combined with having the – it's not like you use all that money. Like if you could say, "Listen, we literally have no money because we spent it all on Carlos Correa," then I would say, "I don't care where you could broadcast the game from your house, from your attic. I don't care." But right. the fact is, we have the lowest pay- payroll in baseball. Combine that with the fact that we're being cheap in all these other ways. Like what a joke. Yeah, yeah. If I can see strike three before you call strike three, see the game's over, and then you say, "Yeah, it. if I can react before you react, yeah, exactly. something's wrong here." Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Right. But on the good news. But thanks for the review. Little, yeah, thanks coming. for the review. And and we got a new Patreon member as well this week. It's a great week to be a 336 member. I guess a great week for us over at 336. New podcast review, new Patreon member. Thank you, Tony, for going on over to section 336.com, clicking at the top where it says support and signing up to be a Patreon for $3.36 a month. We did not even increase our rate with inflation and everything else. (laughs) It is now cheaper to support Section 336 than buy one gallon of gas. There there you go. Less than one gallon of gas, you can support us for a month. 
And from where I'm driving, getting cheaper every day um, or, or less. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? I'm saying Section 36 is getting cheaper. Patreon's getting cheaper every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're getting a better as, deal every day. As no inflation goes here. up everywhere else, yeah. Uh, but no, we appreciate that, to- Tony. We appreciate all our Patreon members. True coconuts. Yeah. Yes. We'll get a bonus show out for you guys eventually. Yeah. yeah. Just for our, our, I think we did a while ago. We'll do another. Yeah, we do a bonus show on uh, being a uh, you know an Orioles fan out away out from town. home. Yeah. yeah, it's true. We could get a couple of friends that are also out of towners and talk about it. How, 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 the ways to cope. Yeah, yeah, way to cope. That would be a fun show. Yeah. We also can do the occasional Zany Burt Rody check in. Who you spend a little time with Zany? And yes, uh, our paths cross for a little bit. At any yes. point, did you watch an Oriole game together? No. Did he go to open a day? Yes. So as far as we know, he's watched one game this year. Yes. He was at open a day um, into it. And yeah, but there was when our paths crossed and the Orioles schedule was weird. Um, yeah. So we didn't end up watching a game, but I don't know if there was a game to watch. Maybe West Coast games. Together. Yeah. I mean, games. what? It was just like one West Coast game that maybe we could have watched. I think I went to bed early and watched it the next I know day. When, when you uh, informed me you couldn't do the show, I thought of giving the Zany one a call. And then I realized there's no way he's prepared to talk Orioles. Right. Yeah, no, we didn't. Even when we hung out, we didn't talk any Orioles, actually. So, <laughs> uh, I don't I'll, know. I'll talk about the NFL draft next week, right? Just like 1057? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm on my I'm on my twentieth mock draft. <laughs> I have a real kicker for you where I end up trading the pick for two picks at the bottom of the second round. A real but I get a get a steal of this guy you've never heard of and I've never heard of. But it's but a I'm steal that I know all about him. And I, yeah, I want to get an A plus on my draft rating. Um yeah, the draft is I mean, think about it. The draft itself is a joke because no one knows how these players would, would turn out. And teams get A's and they turn out to be bum drafts. Yep. And yet someone thinks that they have a, a pre-draft even before the real draft and they're giving their pre-draft an A or something, or they're all bragging about their pre-draft. Right. Like it's just it's all like, what are you even talking about here? But I am I'm more excited about the upcoming baseball draft, and we can get into it at some point. The Drew Jones and Elijah Greens and these guys that are gonna go number one overall to the Orioles. That's what I'm more focused on, to be honest. I'm pumped about yeah. that. Well, I don't know. I'm enjoying watching the Orioles every single day now. I'm enjoying watching the pitching because I feel like I haven't seen pitching like this in Baltimore in a long, long time. Yeah, and we and we didn't get short starters. Even with starters, only go four or five. The bullpen's holding it together. I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, the bullpen's been fun. And listen, we we talk all the time about prospects, and when we talk about prospects, we talk about position players and starting pitching. We never really talk about like bullpen prospects. Yeah, but like you need a good bullpen to compete. Yeah. You need a good bullpen to compete. And somehow Michael Elias has compiled this really good bullpen. Yeah. Well, he just arrived about... faster than the starting pitching in the offense. Right. Batista's one of my favorite guys to watch right now. Lopez is killing it. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about the bullpen tonight. Yeah. Brian Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Baker was a made up guy. There's no way that was a real guy on our roster. And Pretty generic. Pretty generic guy is pitching well. Yep. All right. right. Well, uh, and keep checking out Birdland tonight. We're closing out here, right? I assume. Yep, closing out. Checking out Birdland tonight. Matt, thanks for joining me yesterday on Birdland tonight. 
No, it's fun. It's been a lot. I'll, of I'll do it again at some point. But it's been a lot of fun. Really good interaction in the chat rooms during Birdland tonight. So hop on board and have do and have the great conversations after the game. Yeah, absolutely. Goes back uh, to that being an Oriole fan out of town. It's a great way to handle it. Yep, and you can follow all the updates on Birdland tonight at Birdland, Bird, at Birdland tonight on Twitter. Is that it, or at Birdland on Twitter? At Birdland Sports. Oh, at Birdland Sports. Remember, Birdland Sports is the company that then runs Section 336 Film Study and Birdland Tonight. Okay. So follow at Birdland Sports. Twitter for everything is too crazy, so it's under Birdland Sports. Fair enough. And then you can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show at Section 336 Show. Follow me at Section 336. And follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. And don't forget TikTok as well. There you go. Section 336. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always... Go Oats. And hit some dongs. We are the Panthers, and we run this town. When you step into the yard, we must protect this house. We are the Panthers, haven't you heard? We got that underdog style, but we'll be crushing the curve. And we really don't care what the haters say. We'll be rocking from the city to the Chesapeake Bay. We are the Panthers, and we run this town. Everybody knows. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.